Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves, but it's not Jesus I'm worried about. It's us. For Jesus, his love ethic was central to his ministry and life. Remember when he says in the Gospel of Mark, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. There is no other commandment greater. This is the summation of the gospel. Love is the greatest commandment. Jesus loves. But do we? How deep the Father's love for us. How vast beyond all measure that he should give his only son to make a wretch his treasure. How great the pain of searing loss. The Father turns his face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory. I get the deep love of God, the Father, for us. Or as another hymn says, the deep, deep love of Jesus. But it's not God I'm worried about. For God is love. Love isn't only the summation of the gospel. It is the very nature of God, who God is. And the nature of God's love is other-oriented, to be given away unconditionally. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Love was given away for us, to us. It lifted us. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help, Love lifted me. God's love lifted me.
lifted you. God loves. But do we? We wouldn't know love in order to be able to talk about it if it wasn't for God, a God who is love and first loved us. God shows us what love is first. This is why the Duke Chapel vision is to respond to the all-inclusive love of God. Our whole existence is a response to God's love for us. But I'm not worried about God. I'm concerned about us, about the church today, Christians today. I mean, the church hasn't been perfect throughout history. We know this. But church historians note that what made early Christians effective was their practical application of charity. Early church father Tertullian reported that pagans would comment and say, see how these Christians love one another? Christian charity was expressed through care for the poor, widows and orphans, visiting prisoners or other forms of social action during times of calamity like famine or war. They were known for their generous love, so much so that the fourth century Emperor Julian told the pagan priesthood to follow the example of Christians as a way to restore paganism to his empire. Ancient Christians were living examples of love. But I wonder what we are examples of these days. Sometimes I think we are better political pundits than Christians. Listen to this ancient Christian John. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. Does your life tell the truth about who you really are and reveal something antithetical to your words? In other words, are you a liar? I'm just raising the question, not making any accusations. I mean, you can be a, a, a Christian and say, I love God morning, noon, and night, and still be a liar because your life is in direct opposition to what you proclaim. What Maya Angelou said is so right. When people show you who they are, believe them. You cannot love God and hate someone else, regardless of how fine-tuned your religious rituals are. Loving God is not a warm, fuzzy, commercialized emotion. It is about living mindful of God, according to Vanderbilt professor Lisa Thompson. To live in awareness of God, she says, requires uncompromising effort in living mindful of our neighbor. Loving God cannot be separated from loving your neighbor. They are inextricably intertwined. How you interact with those you see in the flesh is a reflection of your love for God because if you love God, you will love others. 
If love is the end, the means must also be loving because the means should match the end. Whoever does not love does not know God. No matter how many times you say God, 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 for God is love. Love is from God. Hate is not from God. And others will know we know God by our love, not our book learning or logical arguments about the faith, or evangelism endeavors, or listening to spiritual podcasts, or engaging in social justice action in the community, or anything else. If you say you love God, your embodiment of that love will prove it. The proof text of love is your life. If you say you love God, and hate your brother and sister, whoever that may be, according to the scriptures, this makes you a liar. Are you one? I mean, that your life can make your words a lie suggests that your enfleshed or embodied witness of the gospel is more important than your spoken witness. When your life speaks love, it is the evidence of your words, I love God. Faith is incarnational in nature. It must be shown. It is not mere speech, but action. The word became flesh and dwelled among us. God's love was revealed among us. God sent his only son into the world. God's love was revealed. It was shown. Sure, it was a word that God spoke into the world, but it was a word that was incarnate. It wasn't just spoken, but enfleshed. God's love must be enfleshed, must be shown. Love is action. Love is an embodied ethic. As James Forbes said in his Yale Lyman Beecher lectures many years ago, talking about Jesus, his life was the amen to the proclamation on his lips. Is your life and amen to the words on your lips? Or are you a liar? How can I say that I love the Lord who I've never ever seen before and forget to say that I love the one who I walk beside each and every day. How can I look upon your face and ignore God's love? You I must embrace. You're my brother, you're my sister, and I love you with the love of the Lord. When young people look at the church today, they are looking for love and for authentic Christians. People living what they believe and say, they are looking for integrity, an integrative life of your creeds and deeds, a congruity between what you say with what you do. Rituals may say you love God, but do you love your neighbor? 
I mean, we are living in a time when Christians are spewing hate toward each other or anyone else on television or social media because of politics, differing views on social issues, theological perspectives, varied ways of interpreting scripture, you name it. Difference has become the cause for hatred of our brother or sister, making those who live this way liars of the faith. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Hate undermines our humanity and makes us less human if what it means to be human is epitomized in Jesus. Hate kills the hater and becomes an internal executioner. Why do we want to kill ourselves when love is the way? Love is the end. Love is the greatest. Love never fails. What does your life preach? That is the hardest sermon you'll ever preach. Your life. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. When my days on earth are done, all I want my tombstone to say is, he loved. Poet Edgar Guest, who was once Michigan's Poet Laureate, brings this point home in his poem, Sermons We See. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one should walk with me than merely tell the way. The eyes a better pupil and more willing than the ear, fine counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all the preachers are the men who live their creeds, for to see good put in action is what everybody needs. One good man teaches many. Men believe what they behold. One deed of kindness noticed is worth 40 that are told. Who stands with men of honor learns to hold his honor dear. For right living speaks a language which to everyone is clear. Though an able speaker charms me with his eloquence, I say I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. As a parent, I know that often more is caught than taught. Does your life preach what your lips proclaim? Or are you a liar? As, as Christians, we, we are to live through the Son of God who is the revelation of God's love. This means our living should embody Christ's loving. When people show you who they are, believe them. A news reporter was on an assignment in Israel when a bomb exploded. And through a crowd of wounded people came a man carrying a, a little girl. She had been badly injured by the blast. And, and this man begged the reporter to take her to a hospital because as a member of the press, he was one of the few to be able to get through the police security. The reporter agreed, and he took the man and the girl into his car. And as you can imagine, the trip 
to the hospital was super intense. They didn't know if this beautiful little girl would make it. They arrived at, at the hospital. They rushed the girl in, waited anxiously for the news. And, and, and after a while, the doctor came out with the heart-wrenching news that the little girl had died. The man who carried the girl collapsed in tears and the reporter fumbled to comfort him as best as he, as he could. And, 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 and he said, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I can't imagine what you must be going through. I've never lost a child. The man turned and he looked at this reporter and said, that girl wasn't my daughter. I'm an Israeli settler. She was a Palestinian. But there comes a time when each of us must realize that every child, regardless of that child's background, is a daughter or a son, a sister or a brother. There must come a time, he says, when we realize that we are all family. God is love. And God's love makes us all family. Can we finally act like it? Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God and knoweth God. He who loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Oh, beloved, let us love one another. First John 4, 7 and 8. May it be so, now and forever. Amen.